Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter、mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Rob. Oh hi, listeners. We're here to talk minute thirty-eight, in which all this dealer slash pimp business is forgotten, and Lisa calls Mark. There was dealer slash pimp business. Chris R. We we forgot about it. Is what, was, what I'm going.、For. Oh, <laughs> I see. It was a bit. I didn't get the joke. I am horrible. <laughs> I was too traumatized by it because I had to deal with it for like six episodes or whatever it was, and so it's just very moved. Four episodes. I don't know. The scene hasn't been that long. <laughs> we come in on. This feels long. Yeah, we come in on Johnny mid sentence. You know better, Daddy. You almost got killed. And Denny's promises it won't happen again. I promise. And then Lisa, as is the usual tactic for this movie, announces everyone's relationships for us, just as a reminder. Denny, you know that Johnny's like your father, and we're your friends. We're going to help you. Now, in the original script, she also she starts us with, "I'm your older sister, Billy, and you know that Johnny's like your father." Because you know you have to announce everybody's relationships. Does Lisa have a father? Well. <laughs> I assume he existed at some point, but Claudette has had a string of men, and they don't talk about the father ever. They talk about her uncle at one point. They do bring up her father. She said, "I didn't. I never wanted to marry your. Fa- or I didn't love your father." Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Claudette's had so many men. I get them mixed up. Okay. Um. So, so the, has Tommy John Johnny really? What the Tommy has having written Johnny's part, <laughs> his own part. Oh hi. Um. Uh, oh hi, Robert. <laughs> Does he ever have ex- have had experience consoling anyone in reality? I mean, he's he's got this pretty crazy, yeah. In, in reality, yeah, <laughs> right. He's got this pretty crazy、uh, head hair holding type of thing going on. Well, yeah, and second nine, it looks like Johnny himself is in physical pain from having to get that close to someone. So <laughs> maybe not. It's. I would hope, as a human being, as a human being, that he. <laughs> Has consoled someone at some point. Well, like yeah, the facial expression and the way he's holding his arm as they walk <laughs> off—it's like he does seem to be in physical pain. <laughs> John, maybe he just had appendicitis this day, and they just yeah told us about it. <laughs> Although he's holding a hernia, and yeah, Greg Sestero writes many pages about this—the the rooftop scene. So <laughs> I think he would have mentioned if he had appendicitis <laughs> that day. Although Johnny might not have told anyone, he's a very private person. <laughs> Medges left the set, and no one knew what happened. He's an enigma.、Yeah. It's a mystery. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle. That's just it. Not wrapped in a riddle either. No, just an <laughs> just just the enigma.、No、He's、riddle. not. He doesn't have layers. Onions have layers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's more potato than onion. Yes.、Yeah. Now the original script: Lisa leaves Johnny and Billy on the roof, and it. We jump forward to the scene that is minute forty-one now, in which Denny and ta- Johnny talk about going to a movie and how Denny has feelings for Lisa. 
or Billy has feelings for Johnny, but we'll get to that version of things in minute 41. The very concept of an original script for this film, that like this <laughs> went through a process to arrive at this point. <laughs> well, it, it's also debatable that there was ever a full script, even though Greg Sestero says he read something that was complete, because on set, no one ever had it. They got a few pages at a time when their scene was coming up, and then Sandy Chaclair, the script supervisor, was piecing together an entire script as they went with all of his notes. So like the final season of Game of Thrones with the secrecy. Mm-hmm. Like, here's your three pages, that's all. Like, he had all the actors on set every day, Tommy did, because there was no schedule. And so it was... That's how film shoots work. Yeah. They they dismantled this rooftop set. I know it's complex and everything, but they had dismantled this set and then had to put it up again to film because he decided they needed a new scene on the roof, which was this scene. Chris, the Chris R scene, the second version, it was originally filmed in the alley and then he wandered up on the roof. And I think it works better, this one, even though it starts weird. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it, it finishes normally enough. Oh, yeah. Unlo- actually... Weirdly, this is one of the weirder transitions in the movie because usually we get cutaways to scenes of San Francisco. Here we get no transition. We just cut to Mark really close. Mark being really cold to Lisa when she says, I miss you. And he's like, we just saw each other. I just saw you. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong, but he's not wrong. I just want to mark, uh, note that Mark has the exact same candle that Johnny and Lisa have. Well, because he bought it at Lisa's Etsy store. Yes. Yeah. So would have an Etsy store if this were 2012. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had a whole conversation about what she'd be doing if this were the present. She has an Etsy store. She might be a podcaster. We don't know. <laughs> Something with uh, computers. We don't know. Yeah. The computer business is really, really difficult. You're right. <laughs> the computer business is too competitive. I'm guessing the scene is in the script, right? Yeah. But for some reason, they only filmed half of it. Like, the entire conversation, we just get close on Mark. Yeah, we don't see Lisa at all. No. In the script, this conversation comes after, right after they've had sex. So, when she says, like, I just saw you, he's talking about when they had sex, not the rooftop scene. I guess that would make more sense. And right before this conversation, Johnny has noticed that she's in a good mood. As for the actual conversation, Allison kind of got the best of it anyway. Like, she misses him, and he's like, I just, just, I just saw you. That's the tone of this whole conversation. I just wanted to hear your sexy voice. I keep thinking about your strong hands around my body. It excites me so much. She's fantasizing about his strong hands around her body, and he's <laughs> just it. like, is Johnny there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we did, we do get a setup in the script of Johnny going in to take a shower, and that's when she calls Mark. I don't know why they never filmed that part or didn't include it. And afterward, we do get Johnny coming out of the shower and ask who she was talking to. She tells him she was talking to her mother and she tells him that she tested for breast cancer and now she's talking about dying. And Johnny says it's no big deal these days. Dying or dying? She's like, what? (laughs) I think they mean breast cancer. And Lisa says, no, I'm not worried. And then Johnny actually says, what happened last night? I don't remember anything. Did we make love? And Lisa says, you don't remember, you poor little thing? You don't remember when you hit me? What? And then he yells. And the original script descriptions, the the taglines are fun. It's like Johnny is yelling. Uh, hit you. I never would do that. Even if I was drunk, you must be kidding. It's not true, is it? Do you have a bruise? 
And she says, yes, it's true. And he vows to never drink again and pushes his food away because he feels sick. She gets $300 from him to buy a new dress and they talk about getting married. And he goes out to the roof to straighten out his head, which is where we come in next minute. So there's a little more to their conversation. He does know about the breast cancer. <laughs> but all we get in the actual film here is, you know, Mark and Lisa or Mark on the phone. Now there's not a shot of with Mark on the phone. It's, it's, uh, I think it, I found it interesting that this shadow is just like nearly perfectly covering his eyes. <laughs> you know, it's putting, putting his eyes in darkness. Other parts of his face do have some light on them, but, uh, it's just, uh, it's like, okay. Um, I mean, that's not what a normal director would choose. I don't think <laughs> say, okay, let's, let's, <laughs> let's make sure the audience sees, you know, his eye movement and, you know, kind of, Gives you an idea of what he's thinking a little bit, but <laughs> it's a little less, uh, less apparent, I think. Less. There's a shadow that the shadow that's covering his face shakes at one point. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what is going, what is that that is causing, causing that shadow? It's a little tree branch outside the window, maybe. Of course, of course. Very deliberate tree shadow. Sorry, I'm looking at the shadow now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I got stuck. I'm like, wait, what is that? I mean, is that? It's a weird shaped shadow too. Is that shadow maybe from another candle and it's flickering? Or no, it's just a yeah tree outside the window and it's moonlight. Yeah, it looks like from the shape, it looks kind of not straight, so it's more like it's a tree out the window. Of course, there's no actual tree out an actual window, yeah. so. I don't know. But that's like the most, you know, this this part of the minute, this scene. That's like the most motion the most action because otherwise the guy's just laying there holding a phone well the camera does move around him a little yes but yeah and he's also most likely for production purposes laying on the exact same bed that johnny and lisa have had (laughs) sex in so that that candle is literally the same candle that's next to their bed i'm wondering if it's the same phone that he had in the car (laughs) it's too it's too dark to see in the shadow (laughs) yeah so not sure they couldn't even go out and purchase a different candle no, it shows up downstairs and upstairs in Johnny's apartment. So they're all just really big fans. Right. Can, can we put together a sequence of how things were filmed based on how far down? Based the on the, how the candle burns? <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Well, then you could probably figure out when this scene was filmed because I don't know when this scene was filmed. It's... It's like a pickup shot with just Mark, so it's probably filmed when they were building something, maybe rebuilding the roof. That's when they filmed his conversation in the car earlier. So it could be about that same time, which is a couple weeks into production, or it could, I mean, it could be whenever. Just put a shadow on him and have him hold a phone. It's a simple setup. Yeah, it's probably Tommy reading Lisa's lines that Mark's reacting to. Well, it's probably her, because she had to be on set every day. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she was going to be there anyway. Yeah, for the car conversation, she was literally just standing next to the car saying her lines. So she's probably standing. That might be her shadow. <laughs> like you stand. She's just like waving something in front of the light, see what she can get away with. Like, does it move with like a hand gesture that goes with what she's saying? That's what you need to check. Um, how many, and speaking of repetition, how many times does she say she loves him in this scene? Is it three, two, three? I love you because I love you, but I still have feelings for you. I, th- I think she's starting to believe it. That she loves yeah. him? Yeah. <laughs> I think she, yeah, I think she does. I don't think that he does. Oh, no. He'd probably have a better handle on that, because uh, from what we know of him, well, actually, we know nothing of either of them, but 
what we do know of her is that she got into a relationship with Johnny when she was really young, so she might not have any idea how any of this works. And she just yeah. finds his best friend attractive, and it stirred up feelings she didn't understand, and she just assumes they love. Because mm-hmm. she never felt those feelings for Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what she really just knows is this is not Johnny. This is just something different. Yeah. Maybe she's in love with the excitement. Well, yeah. Huh? It's like this is the first time she's actually been aroused. She doesn't understand. <sighs> what are these? Or like the excitement of like cheating. Oh, certainly. It gives her something to do. Because she doesn't have any clients in her regular job. She needs to go join Denny on his <laughs> job. <laughs> and she doesn't have something to do. His drug dealing job? I was thinking his pimp job, his uh, prostitute job, but yeah, <laughs> his, his, his gigolo job. job. <laughs> yeah. Then she'd get lots of guys. Then she'd be excited all the time. <laughs> He'd always come home happy, and Johnny would be like, I know I didn't, I wasn't the one that made her that happy. Johnny wouldn't notice. <laughs> yes, Johnny quite like that, John. <laughs> Notes from a midnight screening. Now, notes from a midnight screening are actually weird for this minute because the audience doesn't do anything together in this minute. I noted random single people saying things like they're still they're still workshopping this minute. I think. <laughs> uh, when Johnny said, "Let's go home," someone said, "We are home." As soon as they cut to Mark, someone was like, "Why did you steal Johnny's candle?" <laughs> <laughs> and bringing up a joke that the entire audience had er- several times in this movie. Uh, when Mark asked, why do you do things like this? Someone screamed out, because she's a woman. <laughs> and uh, when Mark says, I do care, someone said, I care a great deal. <laughs> yeah, echoing some wording from last minute. But otherwise, the audience doesn't do much in this minute. They're just in- enjoying, I guess, the love on display in this scene. You know, Johnny caring for Denny and Mark not caring for Lisa. Just enjoying looking at Mark's handsome face. Well, yeah. You got mood lighting, you got a close-up on... I had to think about it. I was like, is he the most attractive person in the film? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. He's got hair. Yeah. Yeah. Although he's got a, a, attached lobes, which I'm not a big fan of the earlobes, <laughs> but... I noticed that for the first time rewatching it today. It <laughs> creeped me out a bit. <laughs> they are featured, pro- or the one is featured prominently in this minute. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's very well lit. Yeah. Sean should have been here for our conversation about Claudette's ears. We'll never not notice it now. <laughs> no. I, yeah, now I can see it. Just like Claudette, I didn't notice her ears are huge until it was pointed out while recording. And I'm like, wait a second. Now I see it every time she's on. Yeah. Well, I'm paying attention. I, um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service was on television yesterday or a couple of days ago and I was watching it and there's this whole thing where like Blofeld is trying to get recognized as like some duke or earl or you know some hereditary title mm, and then yeah. Bond goes undercover as a genealogy expert and one of the features of the family it's known for their small earlobes and apparently Blofeld had like plastic surgery to shrink his lobes to make him, you know, so that he fits the profile of this noble family. And it just, you know, it's, it's bond. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm like, oh, your love's okay. Yeah. So it's in my head now. But does it mean anything? Is that a real surgery? (laughs) (laughs) You can get plastic surgery on pretty much any part of your body, yeah. I'm I'm sure it is, yeah. (laughs) Any more notes on the content of this minute? (laughs) We're we're just building up to Friday is all we're really doing this week. Yeah. It's all about Lisa's final okay. Okay. Like it just, 
shouldn't there be like a motion, you know, because well, she calls him darling and he says, don't call me that. I have to go now. I'll see you later, darling. Don't call me that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like he just said, oh, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I don't feel like pizza for dinner tonight. Okay. <laughs> she already ordered a pizza. I already ordered a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, that's. I think all, all these people. No, no, yeah. Because she's what she should have said. He's like, "Don't call me that." Be like, "I already called you that." You know? I already called you that. <laughs> you can't even say that. It already happened. <laughs> oh, fine. Then we should move on to Friday. Well, for us listeners, you're gonna have to wait two days. Eric, tell the listeners who you are. Yeah, um, Eric, I'm Eric Nash, and. And, uh, I do these other podcasts in this that are pretty similar to this, this very minuscule, uh, looking at things and so forth. I went over them all yesterday, but uh, I'll just give them my, uh, Twitter handle to today, uh, at Lucky Mustard. And then, uh, Instagram even, um, at Lucky Mustardine. Just add the ING. Because some bastard stole. <laughs> Have you hunted him down? My, my fairly <laughs> unique name. Out from under me. Came to, came to the gram late. <laughs> Sean, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Sean, and, and you can hear me on minute five of the room minute, among others. Yes, <laughs> among others. <laughs> this is what your third time with us. Yes. Yeah. We like repeat viewers here. Or list viewers, repeat guests here. <laughs> <laughs> Who is watching us right now? Denny. <laughs> Philip Denny. Denny. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Brian. Who might you be? Yeah, uh, you can hear me on Scott Pilgrim Minute. Uh, if you want to uh, learn some theater, just go to a, a random middle school in the Austin area, and you can you might be able to find me. Um, also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at, at BortATX. But it's not for wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, the room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. That sounds kind of crazy. Sounds like you have mental problems, man. Yeah, you got mental problems, man. Yeah, it really does. Cut. Man. Perfect.